So, Joe, welcome and uh, happy belated Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas, yes. All those New Year's, all those New Year's. Yeah, it's coming up quick, man. A little bit too quick. Yeah, well, I, it can't come. F- it can't come fast enough. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm ready for springtime. Um, yeah, uh, we we got to do maybe later this week. We'll or yeah, later this week we'll try and put together one. I, you and I were talking earlier. We were talking about trout fishing uh, in Maryland. And you said that that was something that was kind of a no-go and I had never heard of that before. So we'll, we'll get into that later. That's another episode. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That is definitely another episode for another day. Yeah. So, you know, thank you everyone for joining us. Like we said, you know, happy belated Merry Christmas to everyone. Uh, Happy soon to be new year's. Um, out with the old in with the new Joe's gearing up to get fishing in the new year. I know I am. Um, and I'm doing a little bit of hike tomorrow, about six miles uh, down on the Appalachian trail or out on the Appalachian trail. Um, I'll hopefully have some videos on that for everyone. Um, and like I said, I, I was hoping Joe would be able to get up and do some tra- trout fishing and record some stuff, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Well, um, good, good news is um, February 13th. I'll have some bass fishing footage for us cool. on the good old gopro yeah did you get one i'm gonna buy one tomorrow what are you getting the uh, nine is that the newest one yeah uh, that's what i'm probably gonna do i don't think it makes sense to you said it shoots in 5g right 5k yeah. 5k 5k yeah. 5g's what what that even means at this point is beyond me but you know it's uh it looks good. I know when I shoot in 4K on my iPhone, it looks good. Um, I don't know yeah. all the latest video I shot down in uh, down the shore. It was beautiful. I mean, you know how that always is. It, the technology changes so quickly, you know, and you feel like if you don't get the newest thing six months down the road, it's, oh, you can't shoot in that. You need to be shooting blah, 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 blah. So just figure, might as well get the newest one and see how it goes. Get some mounts for the boats and stuff. And Yeah. Chesties or something. Yeah, do the chesties. I think that's the right way to do it. Um, but did you get anything good for Christmas? Not much. Uh, you know, I have a daughter, so more giving gifts than getting some money and some clothes. Yeah. Nothing too exciting. How about yourself? Yeah, you know, a few things. I, you know, big, big reader, avid reader, I'll say now. And then, you know, being an author, aspiring author, I try to consume as much as possible. So Donna got me, I don't know if you can see this. Oh, yeah. Uh, I see it, the trout book. Yeah, so it's um, Thomas McGuane, The Longest Silence, A Life in Fishing. He's, I just finished, I think it's chapter three. He was just up in the Newport, Rhode Island area doing some, uh, doing some fishing for stripers on the fly. So super interesting. Um, very good read so far. I'd say it's more, it's not your standard novel. It's um, a little poetic. It's a... Uh, definitely an interesting look at fishing through the years, right. And how life intersects with fishing and how you can kind of have all these memories of fishing that you can begin to frame out your life on. And it did get me this one. I don't know if you've heard of Lords of the fly. I have, I have, I have Lords of the fly here actually. Do you really? Yes, I do. So this one is uh, madness obsession and the hunt for the world record tarpon. So back in the seventies, I believe, um, there was this place in Florida. I'll, I'll give you a full recap on it when I'm done reading it. Um, place in Florida where the world record 
Tarpon were all meeting and they said like on a morning you would go outside and look over the bay. Now I think it's Biscayne Bay, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, you would see just nothing but white water and it wasn't white water. It was just that many tarpon as far as the eye could see. Um, that's great. That, that's nuts. When you said Lord of the Flies, I was thinking the original Lords of the Flies. Not, oh, no, not, this, uh, no, this one's about, you know, this whole thing. It's, it's not just about fly fishing. I think that there's some nefarious characters in it. I believe it's oh, like, pirates, maybe Ted, Ted Williams in it because Ted Williams had a place in Isla Murata, Um and he was an avid fly fisherman. So, uh, you know, good old Teddy Williams from Boston uh, Red Sox fame. He's um, in the book? So, uh, supposedly. Uh, just, you know, brief overview. You know, I did hear about him on the Tom Rosenbauer Orvis uh, fly fishing podcast. Uh, the author, Monty Burke, was on there um, talking about it. So it sounded like he was, but I'll give you a full report when I'm done with it. Just like I'll give you a full report on this one. Yeah, that actually sounds like a really cool book. Yeah, yeah interesting. Especially if they don't just focus on fishing, right? Um I know he wrote, Monty Burke wrote a book on, uh, it's called so, Sow Belly. It's about the hunt for the world record bass. And um, he doesn't just tell the story of fishing. He's talking about how it intersects with people's lives. And, you know, some people go a little crazy in these searches for world records, right? And uh, or even fishing, right? You kind of take it a little bit, a little excessive and get obsessive over it. Yeah, um, that actually sounds like a really cool uh, story. <clears throat> yeah, well, um, Maybe I'll send it your way. I did get a couple books, but uh, no, no fishing books. No fishing books. I got money to buy fishing stuff because um, I don't know. I think it's hard for some people if you're an avid fisherman to to buy fishing presents for you. You know, it's one of those things when you fish, you kind of want to pick out exactly what you want. So mm-hmm. I, I did get a couple of dollars towards some fishing stuff. I'll I'll probably pick up a new reel. Yeah, probably a rod too. Yeah. Right. I need, I, 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 I love Daiwa reels. Yeah. That's, they're my go-to. And uh, I have one rod that does not have a Daiwa reel on there. And I, I've been dying to take care of that. So Where are you, you going to go to pick that up? Susquehanna. Um, yeah. Susquehanna Fishing Tackle up in PA. Absolute amazing store. I love that you take the ride all the way up there just to go there. I mean, that speaks volumes of them as an organization. And I will say I've ordered from them and, you know, of course, because of the pandemic and everything, they didn't have everything that I wanted and that I actually ordered and paid for. They refunded me and sent me this nice little note apologizing. They didn't have it that, you know, that they'd notify me when it came back in stock, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. They're an awesome shop. I mean, I'm trying to figure out the mileage for me. So it's going fishing tackle it takes me about an hour and a half from my house it's probably about 80 miles maybe 90 um but the, the store is amazing the the owners great guys i mean i've been in there before and and they've they spent time talking with their customers there were there was this couple in there it sounded from what i gathered they were just you know getting into fishing the older couple and they were going on vacation and i was in there probably about an hour you know picking out tackle i wanted it was when I was heading up towards CU. I was in there about an hour. And that whole time, the owner was sitting there with him going through every you know, little detail and explaining everything and helping them pick out you know, all the stuff you know, they needed for where they were going. And uh, it's one of, the, one of the reasons I love that shop because there's a lot of times I'll go to bodies of water that I haven't fished yet. And you know, I can say to them, I'm going to Lake X, Y, or Z. Got any tips? And... and they share, you know, you know, 
they'll, they'll, they'll put you in the right direction. Definitely. Uh, just, just a great yeah. guys. No, that's, that's awesome. I, you know, I'm a big proponent in, you know, shopping local, right. To a certain extent. Um, you know, I love my local fly shop tight lines is who I've been going to for years. And Donna will go in there and partially to say hello to their dog tippet. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a pup that's always around. Um, but also she'll, you know, she'll go in there and say, you know, my husband's trying to do X, Y, and Z. Can you, and this is where he's trying to fish. Can you give me, point me in the right direction for flies? And for the past couple of years, she's gotten me a good assortment of flies, um, you know, for predominantly trout fishing, which is what I've done, um, you know, now hopefully going forward, if she's listening to this, you know, maybe a little, some bass flies would be nice and pike flies and maybe a musky flyer too. That would be awesome, you know. <laughs> yeah, shops like that are are amazing. Yeah, Susquehanna Fishing Tackle for me is it's an hour and I just looked it up now. An hour and twenty minute drive. It says sixty five miles, and to me, I mean, if it was hundred ten miles, I would drive the hundred ten miles to go there. I, amazing shop, and you know, around us, there's not many small owned fishing tackle shops around anymore. You know, the, the big box stores. Yeah. Um, we had one down the street for me that lasted probably about a year or so, but now around me, it's sticks or, you know, drive an hour to Bass Pro. So to me, that, that drive is worth it to go to a, a you know, family owned business with, with great people in there that really know their stuff and, 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 and they really fish and, and they fish very well. Um, yeah. I think the one owner is actually qualified for the elites, oh, wow. Bass Master Elite Series several times. Quite the fisherman. Me. And, and I think it's, it's important to say, you, you know, we're not sponsored by any. Of oh, no. We're talking about, you know, we we're big advocates, like we said, of shopping, uh, shopping local and taking care of these businesses because they are, they're awesome. And they're a well, yeah. not to say that the people at Dick's are, you know, no. I don't have a Bass Pro Shops by me, so I can't even comment on that. Um, they were supposed to put one down at the uh, Meadowlands at some point, And I think it was a Bass Pro Shop. I don't think that ever happened. And even then I wouldn't be driving down there. I, yeah. I'd rather go to my local shop. So the dicks by me, the, the, I forget one guy, he's an old timer and he used to fish the old circuit. Mm-hmm. He's really good. He really knows his stuff and, and, and helps as much as he possibly can. It's just the box stores nowadays, none in particular seem to only carry certain brands and stuff. And I, Like you, I'm, I'm just more into supporting locally owned yeah. stores, you know? If you're ever in that area, I think it's Locust Grove, Pennsylvania. I mean, check them out. Like Michael said, we're not sponsored by them one bit. Um, I, I just love them, and yeah. they're, they're great guys. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, you've spoken volumes about them, and I think that's awesome. Um, so that brings us to, to the next point. So, you know, it's 2020, soon to be 2021. You know, next year is your big year, right? You're going <laughs> to break – you and I are breaking out. We're breaking um, out, buddy. We're breaking, breaking out. out one way or another. If money was no object, what are the top five things that you would either get yourself for Christmas or if you had a significant other or your parents or whatever, if they had the money to buy it for you, what would you ask for? Well, why don't you, you start first, Michael, with your first one and then I'll go. I, you know, it's anyone who knows me really well, this shouldn't come as a, as a surprise. Um, but I would say a Land Rover Defender, right? A classic yep. Land Rover Defender. And I, I don't say that lightly. I, I love, I'm a big fan of the D90 North American spec. So NAS, I was a huge fan of the yellow 
D90 convertible for my whole life. And I've got a story about that at some point. I, I will tell that story about how I lost my opportunity to get you, one. You almost had that one. Almost uh, had that one. It fell away, man. Fell out of my hands. Um, Happened so quickly. and. But what I will say is, and I'm going to share my screen for a moment here. I am actually more intrigued by... Tell me, can you see that? Oh, yeah. So that is a East Coast Defenders custom-made D110. Now, I love the work that East Coast Defenders does. I've been following them for years. I have truly grown into loving these D110s just because of the size. So much more room for activities, right? It looks like there's a lot of room for activities. Wow. But... Look at this. And they do not, I mean, they spare no expense on these. And of course you're paying for it. I I think we'll get to the price on this in a moment. But like, if you know the Land Rover Defender, if you look at the North American spec, they have roll up windows. These are V8s, very like a good amount of torque, no horsepower whatsoever. They are a dog on the highway to get up to speed. And this is a 110. It's probably heavy. We know that it's heavier. But look at that price tag, $219,995. And I'm pretty sure that this is the Chevy Corvette engine in here. It's the, uh, what is it, the LT4? LT4, Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. So that would be my number one gift to either myself or to receive if money was no object. And I love this color. I think that's incredibly sexy. And I love the black wheels. I love the winch. Yes, that is. This would be my daily driver. That, that's a tank. That is beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. So right now, my number one would be Bass Boat. Fully decked out Ranger, you know, top of the line, 21 foot. You know, all the bells and whistles. Um, it, it would probably be around, I, if I put everything on there, I'd want to build. It, you know, you'd be talking 89, 94,000, maybe 100,000. That, that would be number one for me. Um, now, how many times have you built that boat out? Myself? Oh, geez. Through different companies, not even just including Ranger, at least 100, at yeah. least. You know, you go to their sites, and, and you can build them out. Um, there's other companies that have done it, too, gone to their sites and spec them out. And that, that would be number one. That would be number one, would be, would be the boat. Um, Completely. I don't blame you. And I, you know, we'll come to my number two and number three on my list, but I, I, you know, I think a bass boat to me is it's high up there. It doesn't make my top five. Um, I think it's because I have the canoe and I figure I can do it and I'm not doing tournaments. So it doesn't really matter. Right. Eventually I'll probably get like a John boat of some sort for a couple hundred bucks and put a trolling motor on it and I'm good to go. Um, But for you, a hundred percent, I, I, that ranger and i told you that story about being up at uh at that one lake and the guy showed up with like a hundred thousand dollar brand new ranger with the power poles and i'm just looking at the guy like oh my god how much did you spend on this boat it looked brand new i'm like you never use that thing do you never you know there's some people out there who have that life kind of where where money is 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 nothing and um they go out and they spend it i mean the one day we were out on the lake we saw a guy who was bass fishing 
former ranger. Do you remember he was laying down on the front of the boat? We were like, what the hell is he doing? You oh, that? yeah. After yeah, we were, yeah. you were a magnet fisher, we're like, what the hell is this guy doing? I mean, brand new range, completely decked out, and he was like fishing, laying down. Like, we couldn't figure out what he was doing. People are strange, man. But, you know, who knows? He might have been having a back spasm or something. Maybe, maybe. It, it was very, it was very bizarre. Um, hmm. But hey, to each their own. What, what would be your number two? So, my number two, and I think if you know me, it probably shouldn't come as a surprise once again, is uh, you ready for this one? It's going to yeah. be, and I'm going to share my screen here. So, it, it's right there when we're ready. Um, come on, come on. Oh, Hacker yeah. craft. Oh, yeah. Twin sport. Now, completely refinished $389,000. How much was it? You said $389,000. Now, these are handmade boats. I had the liberty of going to see Hackercraft, and you know, there's some you know, family history supposedly there. I don't know. I've never researched it, but their f- factory on Lake George or their shop on work on Lake George is absolutely stunning. And these ships, these boats are just, look at this thing, like handcrafted up and down, just unbelievably sexy. Now he, the organization themselves, of course I need to move this. So hold on a second. We're going to go to available pre-owned. Now, every so often, they'll have a classic on here, like, a, and they don't have it right now. They had like a 1930s hacker craft on here, and it was only $90,000. Here's, here's one. 90, a 2022-foot sport, and it's still 97.5. Like, these boats are meticulously crafted beautiful mahogany boats and just look at that like stunning absolutely stunning it's actually absolutely beautiful um absolutely and you better believe i'll fish from it <laughs> that would be something <laughs> to say that would, that would be really something crazy to see what about you oh fj40 toyota fj40 completely rebuilt i can't find the name of the one company i always forget their name but icon Icon, Icon. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Be Icon FJ40. Um, and same with same with your Defender. You're talking a hundred grand on up to easy two hundred thousand. Um, absolutely beautiful hmm. trucks, uh, and you could take them anywhere. Yeah. I, I would I would get a forty and probably a forty five. Um, you know, my buddy rebuilds these trucks. So back in the day, they weren't as popular and they weren't as expensive. Yeah, um, they've they've kind of taken off here in the past ten years, and the prices have skyrocketed. Um, that awesome. Yeah, people don't realize yeah. Toyotas. How do I share screen on the on the bottom? Hold on, I gotta. Oh, share. Sure. Try now. There we go. This is not the color I would get, but can you see that? Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Yeah. Um. Toyota makes a hell of an off-road vehicle. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I know Icon very well. They're beautiful, beautiful vehicles. Um, yeah. So sticking with you for a moment, what would be your next? Oh, a house down south. You know, yeah. somewhere down south that's close to the ocean and close to great fishing. 
all mm-hmm. on the same breath. Somewhere where it's nice weather pretty much year round, you know. I understand the south does get cold during the winter, so I, I understand that fully, but to be able to live down there and be able to fish amazing bass fisheries and, and be able to get in the ocean and in the bays and the amazing fishing and nice yeah. weather. You know, that's the close number one with the bass boat. Yeah. They, they kind of go hand in hand. Right. Know? Right. And I'll say um, that for my next one. I think that, you know, my three and four go hand in hand. I want a center console boat and I want a house in the keys that I can park it at. Right. Um, you know, Clues in Florida area, a lot of pros live down down around there because, you know, you got the Keys, um, you got Okeechobee's right there and all these other great fisheries. And, and you know, pretty much Southern Florida is warm weather year round. I mean, they, they do get the cold snap here and there, but, you know, I would be happy in South Carolina, Georgia, the Christ, even Southern North Carolina. Yeah. Be able to have those opportunities to fish great fishing year round um so what else is on your list there next one would have to be like a sitter offshore boat and you know, a good offshore boat that you could either take in the bays or take out in the ocean and, and yeah. have fun with um and that would just go hand in hand with the bass boat the house down south and and, <laughs> and then your, your salt boat you know like yeah yeah i think that's the you know the, my center console right I, i'm not looking to do super deep deep sea fishing but I think if I have a nice, you know, Grady White with, you know, four, four engines on there, I think I'll be, I'll be quite all right on You'll that. You'll be quite all right. right. I mean, even I can speak, you know, uh, my mother has a place down in Indian Beach with the Southern Outer Banks, and they call them sounds or, yeah. you know, all the back bays connect to all these towns and everybody down there has their, their Bimini's or, you know, their, their Grady's and, yeah. you know, great living, fun time. Fun time. I mean, or if you watch Brett Barley, who's a pro surfer, yeah. I mean, he lives, he lives, Gnarly Barley lives, you know, in um, Hatteras, around Hatteras, Buxton, and uh, flat days, he's out there fishing on his jet ski, you know. It's, it's, oh, yeah. See, I think it's a living. I saw um, there's a guy, I'm going to com- forget his name. I'll try and put it in the show notes. Uh, out in Hawaii, he bought a, a jet ski and he fished. Oh, it's, from- yeah, it's, um, I can't think of his name. He dates the the one girl surfer. Surf's yes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, um, oh my God, his videos, man, are awesome from the Jets. He has a lot of spear fishing and everything. Yeah. Um, well, to round out mine, and, and, and I'll come to a, a caveat on this, I would say I want a ranch in Montana yeah. or Idaho, riverfront. Haven't quite made up my mind what riverfront yet, but a nice, hundreds acres of property ranch with horses um you know yeah just, that's on mine too yeah so you you have the well maybe we could share the ranch we'll save some money we'll split the ranch <laughs> what's his name the famous country singer um whaling was it whaling jennings, whaling jennings? Yeah. yeah he had i think he had his beach house you know and he had his texas house and he had his wyoming ranch and it's the dream yeah, yeah. Now I'd say if if for some reason I couldn't have both houses right for whatever reason or both boats, I would say my next I would say is a the Wyatt Earp Colt forty five revolver. So it's the actual oh, yeah. Wyatt Earp's revolver. I love collecting antiquities. I think that that's so awesome. And then yeah. with that, I would want if if I could get it, um, Blackbeard's sword that they found. Um, supposedly it's his sword. 
Um, oh, it, it, down in North Carolina? North, down in North Carolina, yeah. If I could get That's that actually movie. real close to where my mother's uh, building her house. Queen Anne's Revenge, man. Let's do it. Well, the, the town Beaufort is across the bay, and that's yes. where they found the ship off of. We yes. go to Beaufort when we're down there pretty regularly. Well, it's about, I don't know, 10, 15-minute drive. But, well, let's go. Dude, I, I would I, – I, that's we need to go because to you need to go down there because every year they have this pirate festival that runs like a week long. <laughs> <laughs> I, I it's, love it's a fun time. Over. I think it's awesome. Oh, um, it's it's down there heavy, heavy. It's it's cool. Well, this was just kind of a, a quick little recap from Christmas. Um, like I said, we'll try and do another one this week. I know it's New Year's week, so we'll try and uh, try and get it in for release on Friday for New Year's Day. Um, we'll, we'll have story time with Joe to learn about yeah, yeah. trout issues in Maryland. Um, oh, oh wouldn't be complete without a ranger. <laughs> well, oh. thank you everyone for tuning in. I hope thanks you everybody. Short form and Joe, always a pleasure, man. All right, buddy. All right, bro. Bye. You know, like I did there as brother and buddy together, buddy. Uh, All right, buddy. <laughs> I'll talk to you, man. Later. Later, dude. All right, so that was the Hacker Outdoors podcast. If you like what you heard, please give us a rating on whatever platform you're listening to or watching this on. Please check the show notes for some of the links about the topics we discussed today. And as always, please go ahead and check out our anchor site um, via our link tree or any of the other links that we have posted around social media to leave us a message if you'd like to be included in one of our future episodes. I thank you all for listening, and I hope you have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you later this week. Take care.